Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Rachel Young, a true crime goddess, Keith Steigert, Uber reader and romance junkie. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. I want to order pizza. Oh, stop. I'm really hungry, and Mr. Keith is having burgers without me, and it seems really mean. It does seem mean. I could go home and cook dinner after this for Tyler. Tyler's decided, you know, like our, our weekend dinner that we do. He always wants to do it on Saturday so that he can have Sunday to do whatever he wants all day long because he does. That's the only day he doesn't work. Did you say um, it's not always about you? But that means I have to go home from the podcast and hurry up and cook something. You're so much nicer than I am. Holy shit. My kids live with me and I don't cook for them. You're like a really nice mom. Well, it started out with so that we can have leftovers. And Tyler wanted to try new things. So we've been trying like different recipes and stuff. I did buy some different kind of barbecue sauce because (laughs) head barbecue sauce has... Ooh, she's really stepping out. She's got a different brand of barbecue sauce. You know, I got to break Tyler in slowly. This yeah, is the kid that doesn't like anything. <laughs> I know. Okay, I'm going to take this nice top off and put my hoodie back on. I'll that, be right back. Like, oh, I'm going back to play now. Strip <laughs> off right here, Megan. We, wait, let me record first. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a Patreon level a that you have to pay more for. Look at that. Look at <laughs> What are you eating? You're making me hungry. I'm eating candy. A full-size candy bar. No, I'm being practical. I'm eating fun-sized candy bars so that I can eat 18 of them and not feel bad about myself. Exactly. I'm telling you, who's, who made that up? Those are not fun. A big one is fun. Okay, Martha. Corn star. Your hole is my goal. That's the note I have written. What? So oh, last night on the call, Brandy was wearing the most hilarious t-shirt. It was a, it. a T-Rex wrapped up in a mummy outfit. She has one for like every month or every season. Like she has one where he's like in a pilgrim hat and he's got a pumpkin. So anyway, the the shirt itself was hilarious because it it was it was a Halloween theme. Only it had T Rex on it, and she has several of them. So she's she's showing off all these shirts. And then how did that come about anyway, Keith? Were you on See, there I was looking up? Looking on Amazon for the dinosaur T shirt, and for whatever reason, it it's <laughs> like it gave me a like an advertised cornhole t-shirt and it just said corn star in big print and then little teeny print at the bottom your hole is my goal oh my god <laughs> i need to, I, I need to get I that for tyler can you send it, that but i don't know where you would wear it and send if i wore it around me. the house see tyler could wear that shirt upset. well tyler goes out to those um the cornhole like yes like professional <gasps> cornhole yes. rooms sometimes. That'd be great. Yeah. I think he needs that you for Christmas. You found your Christmas gift. He's a yeah. corn star. Could you, could you send that to me? Send me that link. Yep. She'll put a picture yes. of it up on the thing too. Speaking of putting oh, pictures yeah, I'll put up. I'll put a link. So if anybody so wants, if anybody a wants to buy that from a- Amazon, we'll get credit. Uh, listen up, folks. We want to start out today's podcast by shouting out our favorite people. Now, why are they our favorite people, you ask? Well, several reasons. Because they're friends number one, and number two, because they're the first people who loved us enough to join our Patreon, which is so cool. 
Our very first subscriber, Shona Lawrence. Thank you so much for being uh, a $10 per month subscriber. You the best, baby. Yeah, Shona Lawrence was a book girl before being a book girl yeah, was cool. Sure. Shona Lawrence was the first person to come to a live event from another city. From another state. From another state. Yeah. That's right, because she's in Houston. She drove all the way from Houston to Oklahoma City for our first live event. And that was way back when we only had like 60 listeners a week. <laughs> it was way, way, very back when. Patreon. So we have Shona Lawrence. She was our first Patreon. And then we have some others too. Lacey Kemp. Lacey. Woohoo! Lacey's in Oklahoma City. Thank you, Lacey. Taylor Seidel. Taylor Seidel, who is in Illinois, isn't it? Illinois? I think so. Yeah, I think so. We love you, Taylor. Uh, Monica Cook. Monica, girl. Yay. She's the nurse, Woo. right? Yes. Uh, Annie Parlock. Annie, thank you so much. She's from Pennsylvania. She's my Johnstown friend. I love her. Yay, yay. Hi, yay. Annie. Megan, Megan Garrett. Megan, we love Megan Garrett from Florida. From mm. Florida. And uh, Farah. And Farah Lenners yes. from Oregon. Oregon. Mm. Oregon. Sounds like a Lord of the Rings place now. That's Aragog. 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 Aragog is the spider from Harry Potter. <laughs> So thank you for, for supporting us along our journey. We've been doing this podcast for five years now with zero income uh, because we do it for love. But eventually we have to do it for money. So thank you for supporting us. We want to keep bringing you the good, snarky, obnoxious balls of sunshine that we are to your ears every week. And if we missed anyone, I apologize. I'm just going off of emails that I've received. Um, if we missed you. Shout, we'll get you next time. Give us a shout out so that we can give you a shout out next time. Yeah. And we're getting ready to, um, for the $10 a, m- a month subscribers, we, we're going to be doing some, some exclusive yeah. podcasts that will only be available on Patreon. And all the outtakes, all the stuff that doesn't make it to the podcast every week, which is a lot, believe it or not. So all those good juicy nuggets are also going to be up for every episode i you'll be able you just to just never know just, what we say no you really <laughs> seriously penis conversation it's great yeah the penis conversation that was excellent i can't i totally <laughs> forgot we didn't put that in the podcast we did, there just wasn't time so most i like of, totally wanted to take i took a screenshot but then i was afraid patreon would be mad at us because <laughs> you probably shouldn't have pictures of penises on your patreon <laughs> yeah probably not. probably not yeah mm. Probably not a good idea. So, yeah. so, so if you go to if, if you go to, to to Patreon and just search Three Book Girls Podcast, we'll pop right up. Well, does that actually work? Because somebody said yes. it was hard. Yeah, I found it. Did you? Okay. We could put links. Yeah. There are links be on links our Facebook everywhere. page everywhere. All of our social media. All of our socials have it. have it. So please take a look. And if you can, we really appreciate your support. That's what it comes down to. We're just basically saying we do stuff for money. So send us money. <laughs> Did we talk about that on the podcast about your, or was that? No. Okay. So there is a story behind this. Keith is Kate. That is her alias. She uses it when she goes to get coffee. Now, why in the world would Keith want to change her name to Kate? Because when you give your name, first off, the Starbucks people like, hey, baristas, I love you. You make great coffee. You suck at names, though. (laughs) I mean, 
you give them any name and it's like, I don't know, you end up with a coffee with whatever on the side of it. With Steve. And it's just sad <laughs> trying to listen to people say Keith because they don't know how to pronounce my name. So I tell everyone it's Kate because like, and I don't know, you're shopping and they're like, oh, what's the name I can put on the dressing room? I just say Kate because explaining Keith is just too long. But I mean, Fair. my name's not Kate, like in real life in my town. It's only when she's shopping. Well, <laughs> it's I mean, alias. It's sort of like I have a radio name. You know, it's, yep. it's easier to say steel. Yeah. And that's been my radio exactly. name since I joined radio when I was 18 years old in 1984. Well, that when people get your name wrong, sometimes it's just easier to just go with it than have to keep correcting people. So do you let people go with it when they call you Bonnie? Yes. Really? I do. Yeah. People call when, you Bonnie? Yeah, oh, they I call feel me like I, Bonnie. I feel like Bonnie. I, in, like, with my retainers now, like, when I say Bonnie, I have to, like, really, like, say it because, like, I'm talking through retainers and I feel like several times I've been like Bonnie (laughs) trying to get it out. This one place that I worked at, I worked there for, I don't know, like 15, 16 years. And after about five, seven years, I don't know, somebody made me a um, a nameplate for my desk. (laughs) And I had had people coming in and like, oh my God, I did not know your name was actually Bonnie. I've been calling you Bonnie for years and I'm like, yeah, I know. I just don't even correct it anymore because it's just. And then there's me. If somebody calls me Marsha, I lose my mother freaking mind. I hate being called Marsha. I mean, you pick your battles. I don't no, that's think battle. it's that important, really. Yeah. I mean, sorry. If you want to call me, <laughs> call me whatever you want to, I guess. <laughs> One of the guys that works for me, his name is Samuel and his badge says Samuel. And our assistant director was like, hey, Sam. And he was like, it's Samuel. And I was like, bravo, bro. Like, you corrected her because that's not what you want to be called. And I'm a little bit proud of you because you've only been with us for about two weeks. And you were like, nope, not my name. <laughs> yeah. Halloween. It's Halloween. It's our last spooky episode. Which Thank is God. which is why it's hard for me to talk because my mouth is full of candy. Rachel's been eating candy since noon today, I think, is what I saw in our group text. Rachel's been eating candy since October 1st. (laughs) (laughs) Right? I've been eating candy since I brought it home from the store. Well, I I bought it a couple of weeks ago uh, through the Walmart pickup, which is pretty much how I shop these days. And I haven't touched it. I've been really good. I've been so virtuous on my diet. So I go in the pantry the other day and the bag is open on the floor. Wrong. And I said, honey, that's candy for the kids. You can buy more. He's like, screw the kids. Yeah. So now it's hollow. It's the day before Halloween and I have to go buy more candy. And it wasn't me mm. for once. Although now that it's open <laughs> and you guys talked about having candy, guess who had to go have some candy? Right. This girl. Um, so, you know, we've had a lot of heated debate about candy corn and my coworker. Uh, it's not gross. My it's coworker. Abomination. Yes. So there's a there's a cartoon going around. It got sent to me before it got posted on the tribe, and it's a can It's a, a, a we'll post it. Keith will post it. But it's like a corn cob and like a piece of candy, and the corn cob's like, "I love you, Cynthia," and the candy says, "And I and I you, Richard." And he's like, uh, but she, and then she's like, "We can't. It's forbidden." And he's like, 
then let us be together. No love is forbidden. And then the last square of the comic says, breaking news, abomination born. And it's a candy corn. <laughs> Dude, seriously, I feel like I've read that book. <laughs> now stop. I love it. I love candy corn. I, I think it's I awesome. Love candy I know corn. We, we've had this conversation so many times. Because it's so gross. It's not. <sighs> I like Everything all... about it is gross. Everything about it. The color, the smell. The taste, the texture. I okay, would rather can we, eat hello, wax. hello. We have Why hated and hated and have... hated upon it. Let's just change the fucking subject. Let's talk I... about how much better Reese's peanut butter cups are. <gasps> no, yes. damn it, milk chocolate yes. is evil, dude. It's oh disgusting. my god, Martha. But you know what? Send the, me all your candy. The Reese pumpkins are better than regular Reese cups. Oh yeah. I don't they know are. why. I think because they, they have are. more pumpkin or peanut butter. Because they have in there. less chocolate, I think. Oh my yeah. god. I freaking I don't understand and, you people. And the trees. They have one for every the season Reese now. I'm trees? so happy. Because they used to only be available at Easter. Not that yeah. I could eat them. What, peeps? But... No. The ca- yeah, the they're Reese's. much better than peeps. The Reese Reese's, Reese's eggs. They've had pumpkins for a long time. Eggs, pumpkins. When I was young, that was the only time they had them. Now they have Christmas trees, even. Yeah. Yeah. What I said. They they don't look like Christmas trees. (laughs) They look like just big triangle weird things. Well, you know what they look like? They look like the poop emoji to me. That's true. Oh, they do. Mm -hmm. They do. Some delicious poop, though. Gross. Eh, It's all right. No, don't spoil the greasy cups like that. I don't care. I'm just being honest. Just being it honest. could look like a big pile of shit. I'm still eating them. I'm you guys still, yeah. can trash on my candy corn. I can trash on your disgusting <laughs> slime-filled milk chocolate. Mm. Well, they might have that. They they have dark chocolate Reese's now. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I I know a fact about dark chocolate that is going to really gross you out, but I'm still going to eat it. What? So our dark chocolate is different than England's dark chocolate because they add this weird flavoring of like vomit to dark chocolate. Like it's the, like, so when English people eat our dark chocolate, they think it tastes like vomit because it kind of does. Go ahead, Rachel. On that same note, I don't get that from dark chocolate. Hershey's milk chocolate smells and tastes like vomit. To yeah, me. see? I hate it. That's disgusting. No. I'm not big no. on Hershey bars. I don't like Hershey bars. I love bars. Hershey bars. I don't like mm-hmm. them. But mm-hmm. I did I like, I, I do vomit. prefer the chocolate that's the super expensive kind that's pretty much just pure dark chocolate. Okay. Ultimate, ultimate question. You have to choose one candy bar to have for the rest of your life. What are you choosing? Kit Kat. Solid. Reese's peanut butter cup egg. Forever and ever. Good choice. Martha's choice is going to be awful. Come on, Martha, do it. Do they even make a candy bar that she'd eat? Because it all has chocolate. That's like. Come on, Martha, you can do it. No, or Bonnie. Not, not all candy bars have chocolate. That's true. You buy Charleston shoes, I thought, in the freezer. Those have chocolate. Yeah, but you know what? I really don't like milk chocolate. So, I mean, if I'm going to have to pick something, I want something that has dark chocolate on it. And what about like a dark chocolate Milky Way or a dark chocolate? Yeah, those are okay, but they're not like a almond, almond joy a comes with bar? our mounds. Bar. I really yeah, like a mounds. I could do a mounds forever. I'll pick there a mounds. Yeah. All right, Bonnie, what's yours? I have no clue. I like, I like, she's an candy. equal opportunity lover. Yeah. 
Just pick a, just pick, you got to pick one. We all picked one. Yeah. You have to pick one. I don't know because I love them all. You have to pick one. Oh, the stress. How about, oh, no. um, How what are, what are those, uh, those Reese take fives? The ones that have the peanut butter and the caramel those and, are the, good. and the pretzel, and the pretzel yeah. dipped in chocolate. Oh my God. Those things are That's a good choice. That's a good I choice. like, I like chocolate covered pretzels. Especially yeah. if it's dark chocolate with a little peppermint. And mm. that one has so mm. many different things that there's like a lot of different things going on in your mouth. It makes me yeah. happy. Uh, Rachel, what's your pick? I would probably go Snickers with almond. Mm. I like a Snickers with almond. Now, See, Snickers if it was a, peanut butter bars are dark good. Snickers with almond. See, mm. I thought about something with That'd almond, okay. but almonds sometimes make me sick to my stomach. Mm. It was a close race between a Twix, too, because I do love a I Twix. I do like a Twix. Oh, I love yeah. Twix. Twix. That's I'm not a big fan of the cookie thing. Oh, I love the cookie with the caramel and mm-hmm. the oh, it's so good. Yeah, if it was there covered were... in dark chocolate, I would, I would almost go for that. They have dark chocolate Twix? They have now. dark chocolate. Yeah. Why have I never seen that they, in the store? Just about They have, anything. like, every flavor. Yeah. And I like strawberry. It. My very favorite chocolate ever is dark mint chocolate. Mm. Ooh, yes. I really, yeah. really, really like mint chocolate so if you've got mint in there i'll usually stand in line for that those you know candies, really candies? Mm, i don't really like it those though christmas time ghirardelli puts out their peppermint bark and it's dark chocolate with like it's it's kind of like a peppermint white chocolate i with don't like, like peppermint white chocolate at all Man. not at all they're delicious <laughs> why don't they make one with a dark chocolate and mint that would be delicious Let's get on them. Somebody write a letter. And I also no, really do. like the ones Megan makes with oh, the dark chocolate with, with the pretzels in there. Yep. Mm. I took some to work this week. They're all gone. <laughs> they have to make some more. And she zoomed in, so she didn't fucking bring me any. Nope. <laughs> Bitch. Nope. It's it's trick or treat in Edmond tonight. I have to I have to be here to hand out candy. Yeah. With my mom. So wait a minute. Tonight's night, not Halloween, is it? Here we go again. We're back to that same old argument of these weirdos who think they can just pick a fucking day for Halloween. But see, it's really genius because that means everybody in the central Oklahoma can trick or treat twice because they can hit Edmond tonight in Oklahoma City tomorrow night. Yeah, see? (laughs) Kind of genius. My parents would never have let me do it. They would have been like, no, I'm not driving to a random neighborhood. But... If you had friends that lived in, oh, technically in Oklahoma City and some that live in Edmond, then you get to go both nights. Having had little kids, I would much prefer if if you're going to do it and say, oh, we're going to do it on the same night every time, do it on like a Saturday night because then I don't have to deal with them not going to bed because of that mm-hmm. sugar rush yep. and them, them crashing later. Yep. Sunday well, night would just suck. Well, I think Ugh. that's why they yeah. did it on set, partially because of the churches and it being a Sunday. And the other part, I think, is like because it would have been a school night. I think. Oh, Oklahoma City. I'm sure Oklahoma City. It's because of church. Everything. Yeah. All the church. all the towns in Oklahoma that change it. It's because of church. Yeah. So keeping with the Halloween theme of things, I I discovered. You know, I, I like to listen to true crime podcasts, which anybody who listens to our podcast isn't unfamiliar with. But I started listening to one today. And when they're talking about finding body parts 
stewing on the stove with carrots and onions. Woo! And I was like, man, this is so Halloween. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is Halloween. Holy shit. Damn. So I hope someone has a book about like cannibalism. I know, no, I don't, I don't think I even I have don't. anything for that. Mm. What's I don't the best a- part of a human to eat? The, I mean, I don't know. The liver. With some fava beans. Was <laughs> it? <laughs> you say that the kidney you no could idea. make into sweetbreads. I don't. That I don't sounds good. I, I I don't know. I, I why can't... would you just not eat the meat? Why are you going for the organs? I mean, yeah, give me some you, boneless, Bonnie. skinless thighs or the something. The organs of all the animals are the best parts. I think Ooh. they're like the delicacies. No, I'm Ooh. I'm not really an organ meat type individual at all. I mean, all. I don't eat it. I don't but know. I don't. Is supposed to be amazing. The only time I, I eat organ meat is question. when I eat hot dogs. <laughs> here's a <laughs> here's a legit uh, question. <laughs> if, if you fry up somebody's arm, does it then become a wing? Like, do I? So, <laughs> That's a really good point, Rachel. Get you know, I love Get the way the your mind works. I, I really I love the way your mind works because um, that's like a jumbo size wing right there. Except I, I don't, mean, you're not wrong. I don't think I could do the breast of a human because there'd just be too much bad things in my mind. Ooh, well, yeah, if, you, if you did a breast on me, you wouldn't get a whole lot. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> Martha's a nugget. You'd probably starve to death if you went for the breast. I'll go for one of them thighs. Hey, get off of my thighs. <laughs> Jesus. You know, this is not the first time she's been aggressive with me on this podcast. Now that we've moved our. Um, You're the one that wanted me closer. She is right next to me now. Hitting distance and and there's a lot of hitting that's going on. I'm, oh I'm, my god! This I is secretly know, I'm getting, why I, I'm I'm having some bruising from all. This of is secretly this. why Martha wants to go back into the studio because it puts a whole <laughs> table between. <laughs> we're on like the that's other right. side of the counter. That's from right. Her. I'm all no by one. myself and nobody can hit me unless I need you... distance from Bonnie. Bonnie, but... what spooky horrible thing are we learning about today? Actually, my book isn't, it's Halloween related. Halloween adjacent. My book this week isn't really that scary. I would say that this is safe for somebody who isn't really into scary books, but still wants to keep in the Halloween theme of things. It's called The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. And this book starts out in modern times in America. I can't remember what state. And the main character, his name is Caroline, And she's kind of fallen into a rut. She did go to college. Her studies were historian something. I can't remember exactly. It's been a while since I've read this book. But after she got married and everything, she just kind of started working for her parents and never really pursued her education further like she wanted to and just kind of fell into a rut. Well, then she started having some marital problems and her and her husband decided that they were going to take a break and one thing that they had planned for their anniversary was a trip to London and she decided that she was just going to go ahead and go to London by herself so she goes to London by herself and one of the things that she does and I wish they had the name of it here because it was a really cool name but it's where you go in and you kind of look for treasures in the riverbed in the mud because the river like washes stuff from the bottom panning for gold it it's not kind of like that it's kind of like panning for gold but it's bigger objects and one of the Um, things she she finds is like this little 
bottle with a with a sketch on it that you know was used for medicine way back a long time ago and so she starts kind of researching it and then it goes back down uh, it goes back in history to the 18th century london to a lady named nella who owns an apothecary and one of the things that she offers with this apothecary is a special secret potions that she sells to women who have very oppressive husbands <gasps> and they want to do something about it. So basically she's selling medicines Belladonna. to like either punish or kill these peop- these women's husbands who are abusive, oppressive. And of course, you know, back then they had no way out of the marriage because they women had no rights. So then she comes across this 12-year-old, and I can't remember what the 12-year-old's name is, and she kind of takes her in like as an apprentice. And some mistakes happen, you know, with one of the um, special sales that she makes in the back room. (laughs) Hmm. And then kind of like this mystery develops, and then you get into the real meat of the story. And it, it it was good. I mean, there's poisoning, death um but it nothing too graphic there's nothing too sexual in it i mean there's a little bit of um innuendos but it would be okay for like a a teenager to read it actually read a lot like a ya book which is surprising that i actually liked it because i'm not really into ya books that much but it was a really good story and if i would recommend it to somebody who likes ya books and isn't really into the scary Halloween novels because you still had everything there. You had like, you know, the little secret society of women who go in to buy these special potions. You had, you know, murder. You had a mystery. You had, you know, all of this stuff. It was it was a good book. I really enjoyed it. And that was called The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. Oh, nice. But Megan, Aww. I think yeah, you in a lot of places. Do what? Have you seen I've it? I've seen it a lot of places. It's on a lot of lists, like to be maybe best book of the year. Oh, really? Wow. Really? I've yeah. seen the cover. That cover looked familiar when I just looked it up. I was like, oh, I've seen this cover before. Like, it yeah. looks good. It kind of made me, at first, when I saw the cover, it kind of made me think of Jessica. But as I was reading mm. it, it's almost a little too normal for Jessica. <laughs> I was going to say, Jessica and I are right on the same page when it comes to books most of the time. So then I thought maybe, <laughs> she like... She likes it gruesome. Yeah, Megan probably would like this book because it's very... it's It reads a lot like a YA book, and um, it's yeah. not... Because you don't like like super, super scary books, right? No, no. Right. So this would be a good one for you because there is the mystery and the element of, you know, Halloween with the poisonings and everything. But yeah, it's not, you know. I don't need to put it in the freezer. Right. You're not going to read it with a bat in your hand. <laughs> right. Okay. Does Rachel go next or does Keith go next? I don't know. Who's uh, got what? Mine is creepy. Rachel's is murder i'm sure mm, more creepy than anything oh mm. so i guess it doesn't matter flip a coin go ahead rachel all right so book of the month my book of the month book um <clears throat> was a dnf for this week <laughs> and that may be an extra patreon episode at some point of books we didn't like things like that so the book i'm going to review today was actually 
not a book of the month book. And um, it was recommended to me by Allison, one of our listeners. And she was not wrong when she said it packs a punch in just a little tiny bit. Um, so I read Just Married by Kirsten Magdalene. So in in this book, you're following a, a young married couple, right? And they go, and automatically, I'm out. They go away for a week. They've been, you know, married for about six months. They go away for a week to celebrate their honeymoon to a secluded cabin in the woods. I am so far out with the cabin in the woods. No. The wife, Grace, in the book, she naturally kind of has some anxiety about the trip and being in new places, right? So the first night that they are there, they're out in the hot tub having a good time and they get locked out of the house. Right, right. And I, since this book is so short, it moves very, very quickly, which I love. I hate a slow burn. So I can't say too, too much, but I tried to read last night when I was in bed. This was not a book I would recommend for that. I had, <laughs> you know, my husband was still awake and I read a little more and I put my, and I said, I can't, I can't do this in bed. And he's like, why not? I'm like, it is creeping me out. So you have that element of secluded place in the woods. A lot of people don't really know that you're there. And did we put that there? Did you lock or unlock that? Mm. Right. Did I see what I think I saw? I don't know. And it's just, it's those real life scenarios and that that sense of limited communication, limited people around you that freaks me out. And that is a huge premise of the book. And there is a, a lot of twists and turns because you know me, I love a unreliable character and narrator can you really trust what's being told to you but also that creep factor of who's with us right i hate it, hate it. so mm. it was excellent i gave it four and a half stars wow and yes it was amazing um i absolutely loved it especially after having to dnf it was great <laughs> so um <laughs> again that was just married by Kirsten Magdalen. Nice. Kate. It's funny, Rachel. We talked about her at length on the Friday night call last night because a bunch of people were talking about her books. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've never read anything by her. Like I said, Allison recommended it and she was definitely not wrong. I will be reading more by this author for sure. Yeah, they talked a lot about like how great her books are. And the fact that she's a uh, independent independently published. Yep. Mm -hmm. So that's it's pretty rare to find somebody really, really good that has remained independent. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The book I read is creepy too. It is called Faithless by Hunter Shea. And it just came out last week. And so it starts out and Raul is a um, Episcopalian priest. And for people who don't know, those kind of priests are allowed to have families. So he has a wife and two kids and he's, um, he's actually covering for another priest. So he kind of drove to, I don't know, minister to another parishioner and he's on the way home and he hates driving and he really hates driving in bad weather and it's storming out 
And so he's driving and his tire gets punctured. So he's got a flat. So he calls his wife um, to tell her he's going to be late. And also, you know, to kind of get her to um, make him feel a little better about his situation. And as he's talking to her and trying to move his car over, he hears people break into the house, (gasps) kill his wife and kill his children all while he's on the phone with them. Yeah. Holy shit. Whoa. And he, he's like, he's kind of far away, but he runs the entire way home. Of course, he's too late to do anything. Uh, He, the police are there and there is no, there's nothing. There's no evidence whatsoever. There's no DNA, no fingerprints. They have no leads. So we go forward like a few, a couple of months and he has since lost his faith. So he has uh, resigned from the church and he used to spend a lot of time like summers with his uh, aunt Ida. And she had this farmhouse and tons and tons of land, like hundreds of acres. And she kind of lives in the middle of nowhere. So she has died and left him the house. And he kind of decides I'm gonna start over. I'm leaving like my priesthood behind. I'm not doing that anymore. And he goes out to this house and basically he decides kind of to drink himself to death slowly. So he's constantly just, I mean, even the drive there, he's just completely out of his gourd drunk. And he gets to the house and um, he kind of just sits around on the couch all the time. And after a while, he starts hearing voices and they're not just any voices. They are the voices of like his wife and his two kids. And he hears them coming from the basement. Sometimes he'll hear little footsteps like above him, like his kids are running around and weird stuff starts happening. Like he will go and take a shower and the soap's gone. So he buys a six pack of soap because every time he goes to use the shower, the soap is gone from the last time. Whoa. And he's kind of not sure. He's so freaking drunk all the time. He's not really sure if it's the fact that he's always plastered or if weird stuff is actually happening. Then his his friend from when he's young comes to the house because he's heard about all this. And when Raul was young, he was not the best kid. Like he and, and this guy has just gotten out of jail. And that's why it's taken him so long. And he starts hearing the same stuff. And he's just, so now, now that Raul knows that it's not just him, they're like wondering what the hell is going on with this house. And it is very, very creepy. I mean, it's super creepy because you know they're dead, but it's their exact voices And they say things that make him think that they're really pissed off at him. Like it was his fault that they're dead. Mm. And you have no idea what's going on. It really had some twists and turns that I really thought it was just a ghost kind of haunting thing. And then it was not. And it just went all over the place, but in a good way. I mean, I never would have guessed how it was going to end. Um, I was completely surprised numerous times. It is not gory. So it was just 
like eh, goosebumps kind of book, which that's okay with me. <laughs> but it was a really good book. I liked it. And this isn't really my genre, but I mean, I'd read something else by this guy. And that was Faithless by Hunter Shea. All right. <laughs> I'm going to bring the room up um, with a book that was so buzzy. And I really did not think my hold was going to come in in time for me to review it. I had another book I was going to review and I texted Keith and I was like, are you reviewing this? Cause I'm sure you've read it. And she was like, no. And I was like, it's mine now <laughs> because it was so good. Um, so I read the X hex by Aaron Sterling. And this is a witchy romance because I don't do super scary. And I kept seeing this book everywhere it was all i think it was one of the book of the month books um and it was all over like tiktok and instagram and my facebook ads so i was like okay i'm in so we have vivian or known as viv and her cousin and they live in georgia and they're in college and it's like a festival in their town and like there's witches in the town but like the town doesn't know like the muggle so to speak the muggles <laughs> don't know that there are witches and the pen hollow family is from england and their ancestor basically provided the magic to the ley lines that made this town in georgia uh graves glen like witchy and have power in their ley lines and so they're at this big like solstice party thing and they're in college and we meet reese pen hollow and we meet him through the heartbreak of Viv. So they had like a big fling and he's like, oh, sorry, gotta go back to Wales. Actually, he's not English, he's Welsh. He's like, sorry, I have to go back to Wales. I'm like, I have like a courtship or something. And she was like, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> like, she was so mad because she was like head over heels in love. So of course she goes home heartbroken that he's going back to Wales to be with this other girl. And her and her cousin are talking and she's like crying, you know, eating the Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream. And her cousin's like, get the hell out of the bathtub. Let's go. Like, we'll have some, some vodka and, or tequila or something along those lines. And they're just goofing off. They're right. They're 19 year old college witches. And so they're like, we'll put a hex on him. And like the hex is stupid things like, May he never darken your door again or your vagina again. <laughs> like, <they're just> like, <laughs> like it's literally the lines. Um, like may he never be able to satisfy another woman. Like just typical things that like 19 year old heartbreak would be like, what would upset this man the most as a 19 year old male? So they're like just throwing all these things out there and like their little candle like flares up and they're like, oh, that was weird. Like we weren't doing real magic, right? And they're like, no, 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 it's not real magic. So then we fast forward 10 years and Reese Penhollow has to come back to put more magic in the ley lines. And so she's like, what are the odds? I'm not going to run into him. And of course they run into each other and nothing is going Reese's way. Like his car breaks down, like all this shit just keeps happening to Reese. And he's like, I don't even want to be here. This is my brother and my dad's responsibility. I don't want to deal. I want to go back to Wales and do my own thing. And so hilarity ensues because they keep getting thrown together because it's a romance. Of course, Martha's rolling her eyes and I don't care because this book brought me joy. Um, <laughs> and he kind of like thinks like he doesn't know about what had happened in the past. 
So he calls his dad. He's like, is it like all this bad shit keeps happening? Like, can someone hex me? And his dad's like, never in 50,000 years has someone put a hex on the pen hallows. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and like goes about. And of course, like just mayhem ensues and it gets real spicy. Um, when they're in the library at the college trying to figure some stuff out, um, you get some ghosts. Um, I was at like, it's like 50% in the audiobook, and I was at work and I was like, Oh, good thing. I had my headphones on. <laughs> like it got a little, got a little spicy. Um, but it was so good. It was like the perfect palate cleanse after my spooky book from the week before that I reviewed. And I loved every minute of it. I gave it five stars. There's so many kind of like twisty turny things, but it's at its core, just a cute fall witchy romance. And that was the X hex by Aaron Sterling. And Aaron Sterling is an author that a lot of people like her real name is Rachel Hawkins. She writes all sorts of neat stuff. Oh, I did not know that. That is very cool. All right. I, I loved it. Step aside, bitches. We're ready for the <laughs> real horror. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So the book that I am reviewing this week is called Heckless Children by James Brogdon. This book is a lot of different things all rolled into one. It's a horrific time travel slash thriller slash archaeology future past evil all kinds of it's just a really strange ass book I, I think it kind of fits into the horror genre very well because a lot of the things that are described are so very dark and there's a lot of gore involved here too uh, but the th reason I liked it so well is because it was so complex it takes place in, I want to say England someplace. There, there are two different timelines. The first one is a teacher takes some kids on a, to an urban wilderness park. And he's got a, ho a whole group of kids with him, but he loses four kids. <laughs> yeah. And That's not acceptable. so four kids don't come back. One, they, they eventually find one girl, but she's so traumatized that she can't even explain what happened to her. And this teacher, 10 years later, of course, he's still suffering for what happened as well. He's got all kinds of weird shit going on. But they find a mummified body yeah. in the same area where the kids were lost. And of course, everybody thinks right away that it's one of the kids. But what they discover is not that. This thing takes off and goes into the mythological creature realm but more so the ancient myths not any of the you know touchy-feely type werewolves and vampires we're used to some seriously ancient evil shit i thought it was awesome the, they're the goodreads reviews are very mixed there are people who absolutely hated this book um i really liked it because it kind of mixed the whole portal fantasy type thing with a really, really strong mythological. God, I, I this is one of those books that really defies description. There's so many different things going on in it. But for me, the creep factor was so high that it was definitely worth an October read. That's just my opinion. 
But if you are a fan of things like mythology, this is this is not a well-known type mythology. It's more like that really ancient myth type thing. And, you know, England is full of stuff like that, too. So it's you really got a good vibe going, especially because the audiobook was excellent. That was Heckless Children by James Brogdon. And it creeped me out. So it gets high marks for me. I think I gave it four stars. Nice. Mr. Keith wanted me to review that one, too. I'm really glad I didn't read Mr. that. Mr. Keith liked it as well? I guess. he. I don't know if he read it or if he just, he told me I should read it and review it. And I was like, what's it about? And then he started saying, and I was like, yeah, why on no. earth would I read that? No, Keith, I'm really you glad. You know me? I'm really, really glad you didn't read it because it was really <laughs> disturbing. It's almost got that, like, I am not a fan of books that are about Satan. Or angels, because I don't believe in either one. So I have a real hard time with that kind of stuff. But this is almost older and darker than that. Yeah. It's like the the evil that you, the, I don't even know how to explain it. It's like earth evil or something. Really, really super scary. Anyway, I found it really scary. <laughs> so it was perfect for October. It's a good way to end the month of October with a super spooky book. Yep. Yay. And everybody else final. is like, oh my God, we're finally done with this bullshit. Go back to reading the regular <laughs> stuff now. Who knows? I'm already, plotting, I'm already plotting my Christmas reads. I got like three books I got the other day and I'm like, God, I dread, I dread Christmas. I have to coordinate with Keith so we don't read the same books. Pretty much all the Christmas reads I've read so far that are romance have really disappointed me. I need to find some that aren't. I'm, which, I'm gonna, is, which is saying a lot because not much disappoints me. I might have only bought one Christmas. I'll send you the title just so you know which one I picked. Maybe you guys I, can do a, a Christmas special, but we're, I'm not participating in anything where I have to read stupid Christmas books. I'm not saying you have to read it. I'm just saying I'm reading Christmas books in How December. About that? I mean, every once in a while I do a Christmas book, but it's not a romance. That one year I, I have, did Hark the Herald's Angel Scream. That was That good. was a good yeah. book. That was yeah. fun. That book was, yeah. it was oh, short story. Oh, and I did story. the Christopher oh. Moore story about the um, the evil Santa Claus. The Nutcracker? No. What the hell was that called? There were zombies and yeah, crazy well, like, Santa are you talking Claus. About, what the hell was that? Uh, the Stupidest the Angel? The Stupidest Angel one was the, the one with did the zombies. The Didn't you? Wow. I think we've actually done Stupidest Angel a couple of times on the <laughs> I podcast. I think we probably have too. <laughs> We love Christopher Moore. He's awesome. I'm making it in your book. The actual hex is that, and you're probably afraid to say it because you're Megan. (laughs) I'll say it. The actual hex she puts on him is that he should never be able to find a woman's clitoris again, (gasps) which I thought was hysterical. So is that what happened to my (laughs) ex-husband? I think it might (laughs) I think it might be. We figured it out. We figured it out. (laughs) Damn. Now I just kind of feel bad. But, that, that, but that's not a, a, a hex for him. It's for you. I know. Somebody how, hexed your clitoris. How does that hurt him? No, I can find it just fine. <laughs> but it means no one else, It means that he doesn't, like, no one will stay with him. That's why it's a hex to him. Well, then it should be that he won't be able to get hard. That'd be a better one. Right? <laughs> that would have been good. If it was no. me hexing, that's what I would hex. May your penis never be fully hard again. Oh. <laughs> She'd have to really hate him for that. A constant state of whiskey dick. Okay. Exactly. 
pants instead of whiskey dick. <laughs> Permanent softy. <laughs> That's mean. Partial chub. <laughs> would be Megan is head. blushing her whole head off right now. It's <laughs> part too when it's like not hard but not soft. Yeah, like, like a partial. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Y'all are vicious hexers. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're going to speak from experience, you're going to do I mean, it. If you're going to go, you yeah, should just right. go. I mean, you shouldn't just pussy foot around or dick foot around. You got to dick foot around. You got to get after it. <laughs> <laughs> go right after that. So what they protect first. That's what you get first. Mm-hmm. So don't ever piss me off, mister. Should be putting a hex on you. You have a voodoo Valid. doll, special voodoo doll with a penis section. Just twist it a little bit every once in a while. Point it down. Stop <laughs> pissing me off. Twist. <laughs> or like every morning, point it up because I have I have heard that morning wood urination is quite difficult. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I peed in my eye, but I can't get hard. <laughs> as soon as I'm done peeing, it goes soft again. <laughs> You snorted. <laughs> Dude, I get it on myself sometimes. So are you bitches going out for Halloween or what? Yeah, I gotta go I down to Mom's house. I, I love uh the costume Bonnie's gonna dress up as. Well, I don't have her to. favorite thing in the world. Bread. She's gonna dress <laughs> up like bread. I dressed, I dressed up every day this week at work in clothes that could pass as work clothes, but was actually undercover cosplay. I wore a dress that was kind of Miss Frizzle-ish. Then I wore my whole Ravenclaw outfit, but without the robe and like had my Ravenclaw mask and everything. And then I was, I had a Sanderson sister shirt. So I was a nineties tourist in Salem. Cause it's like a tie dyed Sanderson sister shirt. Well, and Bonnie, then, there's no way Bonnie would be able to go unnoticed in this costume. I saw that would be a great costume. No, I'm not it's, gonna lie. It's a wonder woman costume. Only it, it's made to look like a wonder bread rapper rapper. Yeah. And then she's got her special magic miracle whip. <laughs> I like it. It's quite clever. actually. Yes, Keith will put a picture of that on there. You'll, yeah. you'll recognize Vonnie's boots in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my boots. Yeah. Listen, I'd have to lose I'd have to lose like 150 pounds to be able to wear that outfit. <laughs> have a little liposuction, little tightening done. Oh my. Uh, go back about 40, 30 years. Either that or uh, this would be the reaction of everybody. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> no. Uh, All right, I got nothing. I got to head to my mom's house though. Oh god. Well, what time and, does trick- gotta, it's only like six o'clock? What time does trick or treating start? It starts at six. It starts at six. Damn, your mother lives like early. three houses down, doesn't she? Yeah, but I gotta turn all my lights off so they're not ringing my fucking doorbell when there's nobody up here. Oh, boo hoo! Oh, Megan. right, boo hoo! The neighbor dog would just eat them anyways. Yeah, I just know. throw them over the fence. Well, well, and we really, <laughs> we really use mom and dad's house because their driveway's flat. Because the first year I lived in this house, I handed out candy and I was like the kids like I have a pretty steep driveway. And I thought for sure, like five kids were going to eat pavement like because they run down the driveway. And I was like, mm, nope, we need to use mom and dad's driveway because I don't want to see some kid lose all of their front teeth on Halloween. <laughs> hey, I figured that's the price they have to pay if they're coming to my front door. You know, I, bought I love Halloween. handing out candy. Out. I love handing like, out candy. I'm not really sure how 
candies that's going to go because Echo is not going to like that people are coming to the door and it'll be enough that it'll traumatize her for like two weeks. I'm just that's why now you just sit there with the that's why that's you why turn I, your lights off and pretend you're not home and eat all or the sit candy outside. myself. Yeah. Or or, or you can come outside. over to my house. But I still have to take Echo outside with me. And then it'd be people coming up to my driveway. You don't understand. Listen. In weird costumes. In costumes. She <laughs> she already sits and watches and growls at the front door when nobody's yeah. coming over. I think she has a ghost. I think Vani has a ghost. And that's why Echo, you know, because she's deaf, she has the extra sensory perception to right. be able to sense when there are ghosts nearby well she's only started doing it since she only started doing it since my house was robbed did you hear her did you hear that i heard i heard that Mm -mm. alexa was talking yeah or or whatever she is yeah i'm not saying the name again because it's like summoning satan (laughs) (laughs) are you trying to call my dog satan right now No, i'm talking about that i know i'm kidding she who must not be named. <laughs> we can't talk about her in front of her face. We have to talk about her behind her back. Nice. I'm going to have to go home and put Echo's thunder jacket on her because people are going to be coming to the door. Poor baby. Yep. I was waiting to see if she'd react she to that. at that time. Yeah. Nope. All right. All right. Have fun trick-or-treating, bitches. Don't All take right. candy from strangers unless, of course, it's edibles. In that case, it's fine. <laughs> that note that's gonna do it for three book girls can't get enough of three book girls check them out on twitter and instagram follow them on tiktok youtube and check out their website at threebookgirls.com and join the group three book girls tribe on facebook if you really love them share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events three book girls a steel trap production